This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen and our non-binary friends, welcome to another mini-sode of Bananas. I, as always, am Kurt Brownholer. I am Scotty Banana Boy 2 Landis. These are your stories. We talk about them. We're mm-hmm. excited about them. They're, they're real banana stories from real bananimals, and boy, oh boy, do we love them. Oh, God, we got some good ones for you this day. First off, check in. How you doing, Scotty? I'm good. And uh, for those who might not have heard on the podcast yet, this might come out before the podcast we recorded. I'm doing something called Door to Shore. Yeah. Uh, I had a dream where I was at the beach and everybody asked me how I got there. And I said I walked and they all laughed. And I, um, I woke up and I texted Kurt and I said, I'm going to walk out my front door to the ocean and walk directly into it. So it's for charity. We're raising money for Cast LA, which is a charity that helps um, trying to abolish human trafficking and human slavery around the world, so for a good cause. We're already up to 3000 bucks, which Woo-hoo. is way more than I expected. But, uh, you know, I'm gonna, Kurt's going to join me for a lot of the walk. We're going to be high-fiving people along Santa Monica Boulevard. We're walking from my front door to the ocean shore. So go to the GoFundMe. We have a link on, a, on our link tree on our Instagram, The Bananas Podcast. Send me five bucks. Send me ten bucks. Anything goes directly to this great cause. Door to shore. Thanks, guys. All right. I'm excited to do it. That is that, that, that harkens me back to my old psychogeography days when we would just walk yep. and walk and walk. And I love a long walk. I love a long walk. Well, this one's 15.3 miles, so it's going to be a nice long one. The estimate says five and a half hours, but I bet we stop and grab a nice coffee, maybe drink a beer with a banana. Who knows what's going to happen? Oh, come on. I, I think it's going to be we're stopping every, every hour, every two yeah. hours, having a drink, fun. having yeah. a snack. We're going to get hungry. Yep. I'm going to eat a banana. One? Two bananas. Two? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be great. So thanks to anybody who does care to donate. And if not, that's okay, too. No No problem at all. We're doing it no matter what. Uh, All right. Do you want to, you got got a great one to jump into, or shall I go first? Why don't you go first? You seem to, I can tell by the tone of your voice that you have one that you like. Well, we'll see. Uh, This was emailed into the bananas, a podcast at gmail.com. And you can send yours there as well. All righty. In 2004 or so, I was looking for a job. 
I saw a listing online that said artist wanted for fine detail work. I applied, mm-hmm. saying I'd done art for years. Still life portrait, yada, yada. The job poster responded to me and said, have you ever done autographs? They explained okay. that they dealt in paraphernalia, mainly music stuff, and that it was being used as a prop in a movie or going up in the wall in a hard rock cafe. It didn't oh, have to be boy. real. So they Uh needed someone who could replicate autographs to sign stuff. They sent me pictures of five famous signatures. I replicated them and sent pictures back. I got the job. I drove to a private residence in an affluent neighborhood in central southern New Jersey and was greeted by a stooped, wild-haired, Woody Allen-esque man who led me to his kitchen. There he had several of these white, translucent postal service bins full of music paraphernalia, albums, sheet music, etc. Each one had a piece of paper in it with an autograph that had been presumably found on the internet and printed out. I sat down at the kitchen table with a bin full of pens, and he sat across from me and handed me each item. I'd practice the autograph a few times, then do it on the item, then move on to the next one. Uh That first day, I probably worked for four hours and went through two or three of those bins. I left with a stack of crisp 20s. Uh, I would only work once in a while, might get called uh-huh. in twice a month, might not hear from him for three months, but I would drive to his house, sit at the table, work, and get paid. I did this for seven years. Oh, my goodness. I had a regular job. This was just a bonus side gig. The sessions eventually got longer, and the material started getting more strange, and I was getting paid more. I could do autographs without practicing and was probably tearing through seven or eight oh, of those bins my God. per five- or six-hour session. Now, I know what you're thinking. There's no way this was legit. How did you fall for this? I know. But he said it was being sold to people who knew they were buying copies. For instance, if they were jazz records, I always made them out to Rick because this guy knew a guy named Rick who had a jazz club and wanted to hang stuff on his wall. (laughs) Makes sense. But then there were other stuff that was definitely not getting hung in a restaurant, such as assigning a Beatrix Potter on a first edition Peter Rabbit, Mussolini on a Time magazine from the 40s, and a Martin Van Buren on a printed transcript of a congressional session. I would use fountain pens with watered-down ink to make it look old. My God, the details here. Yes. Um, Every once in a while, I get skeptical and try to Google my employer, and I never found anything. Until one day, I was Googling him, and I found him. He was using a different spelling of his name, and which is why Uh I couldn't find him before. What I actually found out was a review calling him a crook and a swindler, obviously. A person (laughs) apparently bought an autograph online and when it arrived it was an item that had been printed after the person's death this angry poster included the swindlers website my employers and i checked it out and there they were hundreds of autographs for sale all of them mine with huge price tags and there was a section of the website with our our autographs don't come with a certificate of authenticity because ours are so good you don't need one statement yeah (laughs) who needs proof these days (laughs) and they were all fake i freaked out I've been helping this guy swindle people for years. Am I committing fraud? Could I get caught? At this point in my forgery career, I was getting sent home with unimportant stuff, think Iron Maiden posters, to sign at home and bring back next time. Mm -hmm. I took pictures of everything to cover my ass, packed it all up, wrote, I can't do this anymore letter, and shoved it in there, then left it on his front porch and ding-dong ditched him. He and his wife, who I'd met countless times, called and left messages for weeks, but I never picked up, and eventually they stopped calling, and I never talked to them again. It was hard to say goodbye to hundreds Hundreds of dollars. He was paying me $100 an hour by the time I Wow. But I'd like to think that when faced with money versus morals, I did the right thing. I just Googled it for the first time in a while. The only thing that comes up is a one-star Yelp review with a picture of a Walt Disney autograph done by me. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Crazy, right? That's a great one because 
you have to assume, and I, I send a lot of gifts that are signed headshots to friends. Yeah. Like there's, and you've given me a, you gave me a David Lee Roth signed uh, album, vinyl yeah. album, one time. But you just have to assume that they're all fake. Yep. Um, and I do, but I still love them. I still yeah. have, so I have a Daisy Duke, the original Daisy Duke, Catherine Bach in my kitchen, framed right now. I'm looking right at her. Probably fake. Is it signed? It's signed by her. It's signed by and, someone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, by someone with great handwriting. And then the best one I have is a David Lee Roth that is from a hotel in New Jersey that says, Lou, you doll, thanks for the pancakes, David Lee Roth. <laughs> that does seem like how he would talk now. Yeah, Lou, you doll, thanks for the pancakes, David Lee Roth. And that one did come with a little certificate, but even those certificates oh. look like they were make it, made at the local Kinko's. I know. Oh, that's great. I love that idea because, you know, whenever I play a club, they always have me sign a poster, and then they, maybe they put it up. Probably they don't. But um, mm-hmm. but I like the idea of just saying like Johnny, you doll. Thanks for letting yeah. me perform. <laughs> you should do that. You should start. You should figure out your sentence and your like nickname, your cute yeah. name that you call everybody, and just lay it on everybody so it's yours. I have the John uh, Ratzenberg, the guy that played Chiff on. Oh, excuse me, Cliff on Cheers, not Chiff on Lears. Yeah, he played uh, <laughs> Cliff Clavin on Cheers. And it says, like, I can't read it from here, but it's something like, move forward with an open heart and always clean your socks. And I guess that's what he would always sign is, like, always wear fresh, clean socks. That was, like, his headshot signature. That was his thing. Oh, interesting. Um, But this this guy's story reminds me of, of, like, working for people in their home, especially working for strangers in their home is always such a strange, weird experience. Absolutely. I've done it a couple times. Yeah. but at the first one, I must have been 18. I think I just graduated high school. Okay. And I was going to college the next, uh, next, next year, and next in September. And yeah. uh, for June, July, and August, I got a job working at uh, uh, the Chamber of Commerce. In a, a what sl- is a the Chamber of Commerce? Uh, it, it, every town has one. Yes. I have no idea what the hell. Nobody knows what it is. Well, what this Chamber of Commerce did, and it was like there was no place. I always imagined a Chamber of Commerce at least had a chamber. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This was just the basement of this dude's house. Yes. Um, and they, you just send out mailings. So I think... Like hotel, like you know, <laughs> Airbnb or not, not Airbnb, but B and B is like bed and breakfasts in that town right. would essentially send their thing to the Chamber of Commerce and probably pay the Chamber of Commerce to then send this out. I guess it was back in the day when people would be like, "Send me some brochures for places to visit on the shore," and then uh, they I would bet like that is right. Put it in an om- like, and then they would just get an envelope of all these you know brochures of places to stay. The obvious are, are paying the Chamber of Commerce to do, but but. So this guy was a vice principal of a local Catholic school, of which it was not my Catholic school. It was a Catholic school that a bunch of my friends went to. Mm -hmm. And uh, his name was Mike. I'm not using any names of towns or anything like that. Okay. Um, This is just just Mike, the Catholic vice principal from somewhere. Yeah. And people know where I'm from, so they can put it together if they want to. But he... Okay, so... I start working in his basement, and okay. I literally just I'm, just, I'm just stuffing envelopes, stuffing envelopes for four hours at a Done time. Done that. I love that. And I always remember hanging over his desk. So he had his desk in the basement as well, and hanging over his desk, he had a big banner, print shop banner that just said, Lordy, Lordy, Mike turns 40. <laughs> so he had like, oh, I boy. guess maybe he was like 41 or 42. He's still out of Yeah. Uh, a funny thing lordy, to keep lordy. up. A funny thing to keep up. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like just yeah, a rem- like, reminder that you're in middle age. Yeah. Um, and so then one day he's just like, hey, you know, uh, got a, I got my own fridge back here. If you, uh, you ever want to grab a beer while you're working, uh, go for it, man. And how old are you? 18. Okay. Okay. He's, uh, should be able to drink at 18. We all agree 18 year olds should be able to drink beer. Sure. Definitely can't do it legally. And nope. he's a vice principal of a high school. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, definitely cool. So I go down there and I just, I'm just like pounding beers while I'm working. I love yeah. it. Uh, and then, uh, and then he's just like, then, a, then a little, a couple days later, he's like, mm. Hey, so, uh, and I looked kind of hippie-ish at that time. I had hair down to my shoulders, you know? Okay. And, uh, and he was like, Hey, you, uh, you smoke Wayne, you know? And uh-huh, I was like, smoke a beer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how he wrote it up. And I was like, I was like, I do. Yeah. I guess, I guess we're like chatting. He's like cracked open a beer, you know, trying to be a buddy, buddy with me. And I was like, yeah, I smoke weed. And he's just like, well, uh, listen, I got this something for you. And Uh-oh. then he pulls out the weirdest th- though I'm not, I still can remember exactly what it looked like. It was a plastic box. I think uh-huh. you, he must have bought it at like Home Depot or something. It was a plastic cool. box, see-through top, had foam in it, and then just perfectly nestled in the foam was oh. a pipe and then a rock of hash. <laughs> Hash? Oh my God! Yes. He was really going for it. But he's like, "This is." He's like, "This has got to be eighteen years old." This was his pipe from high school, and I think a rock of hash from when he was in high school. Yeah, from the from the early seventies. Yeah, and he's like, "Do you want this?" And I was like, "Yeah, I want it. Of course, it's difficult to come by pipes at that age, you know, because yes. I didn't live in a big city. There was no hedge. Pipes shops a big around. deal." Yes. Uh, and I never had hash before, and I was like very excited to try hash. Yeah, still weird that it's the vice principal of this high school giving it to me. And so then I I take it, I go home, and we smoke this entire rock of hash, and it does not do a damn thing. Like it okay. must have been just so old if it was yeah. eighteen years old. And then it gets, and then there's like another step. It gets like a little more intense. Uh oh, this could go like, sideways. I know. When I look back on it, I'm like. This sounds like grooming. He Do you know what I mean? My, he's grooming my dude. Then the next step is, hey, you want to go out and grab some pizza at Pete and Elda's? And I was like, yeah, Pete, Pete. It's the only time I've actually been to Pete and Elda's. Went okay. to Pete and Elda's, Neptune. Has really mm. thin, like, uh, saltine uh, pizza place with almost like a, like a saltine like cracker. That. It's so uh, thin. Okay. You can eat okay. a whole 16-inch pie by yourself. And then he yes. orders, and he orders some... Uh, uh, some some pitchers, and we're just drinking a lot, eating pizza, and then he's like, "So, do you have any weed?" You know, and I was like, "Yeah, I got weed, but it's back at my house." You know, and he's like, "Well, can we smoke uh-huh. some?" Oh and uh, and I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So then we go think about this, like all the steps. Like he's a he's my age, or just a little younger than I am at this point. Yes. Then we go to my mom's house while she's at work and go into my teenage room. And then smoke weed out the window, like opening the window and putting a fan in the window. And we smoke it because I like lent the pipe out to somebody. We smoked it out of like a can because we would uh-huh. used to do that if you didn't have a pipe, right? Make lordy, it out of a can. Lordy, 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 Mike is <laughs> stepping over some boundaries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I was, and then I was, and then at that point I was like, "This is weird. Like, what's going yes. on with this guy?" Right? Yeah. True and midlife. He, and it, yeah, and the here and then nothing happened. He never made a move. Nothing okay. was like it. Never felt sexual in any way, shape, or yeah. form. 
it literally it could it, it could have been that he was just having a massive midlife crisis yeah. yes. and that's literally literally keeping the lordy lordy mike turns 40 over his head was reminding yeah. him every day that he oh. was in midlife or, or or he like felt me out enough to realize that i wasn't the right target do you know what i mean uh, and I yeah, still maybe. don't know. I still well, don't know. I'm glad know. you weren't. My goodness no, gracious. Anyway. That is so. weird. That's, but it's always weird. When, when adults hang out with teenagers, yes. it's never a good look. It's never like a good once look. You, if you're over 24, leave them kids alone. Yep. They are 100%. not for you anymore. Oh, man. You know, I, I don't like flatbread. I don't like flatbread. I'm a okay. pizza guy. If you, if you go to a restaurant, you say, let's get a flatbread. No, what a waste of time and money for me. I, I never enjoyed one. We were talking about Pete and Edna's yeah. or whatever it's called. I like Pete a thin crust pizza. Pete, Pete and Elda's. Yeah. If you go, do you want to get a flatbread? You might as well say to me, do you want to get nothing? It feels like when... Also, here's you, something you, very controversial. Wait, Not wait, a wait, sliders wait. guy. Don't like sliders either. <laughs> wait a second. Time out. Here's my question, though. When you say flatbread, are you talking about a thin, a thin pizza crust? Yeah, no, I like a thin pizza crust. I like a like, I like thin pizza. But I what's don't a like bread? those. It's like when it's those little squares, and they charge you like fifteen dollars at restaurants, and it's like it's basically like knockoff pizza. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it has like arugula and mm-hmm. soprasada, all ingredients I like. But the way they serve it to you is basically being like, "We're taking your money, and you're right. still going to be hungry." Like you a, like a bruschetta flatbread, right? That's yes. what they usually put on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have bruschetta. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruschetta is great to share with friends and loved ones. <laughs> Anyways, going out on a limb. Don't like flatbreads, don't like sliders. And they, oh, Maybe. yeah. All right. I can understand the sliders one, too. Sometimes it's just not enough meat for it to be moist inside. That's right. They're very dry. Unless yeah. they are White Castle. White Castle sliders are pretty yeah. much perfect. Yeah, White Castle and Crystal. I'll, I'll get down on those. But if you go to a restaurant and you give me three si- sliders, yeah. I'm like, just give me a burger, man. Like, burger. What are, why are we beating around the bush? It's not fun. <laughs> um, Okie dokie. Now that I've alienated everyone that listens to the <laughs> podcast. Let's see. This one. Well, this is a fun one. You'll like this one. Okie dokie. This one is from an anonymous person, okay. but we can make up a name. Um, we're going to call her Dr. Student, okay? All right, Dr. Student. Um, very nice person. Hi, Kurt and or Scotty. I'm a medical student, and I recently attended a huge conference where I was able to mingle with several world-renowned physicians. That must be pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, that must be pretty cool. Um I'm afraid to mention any specifics because I'm pretty sure what I'm about to tell you is at least unethical, if not illegal. Yes! Great start. Great start kind of to stories a we want to hear. But that's how all good stories start right. Yes, Dr. Student, you are correct. So, I'm attempting to make polite small talk with this huge bigwig physician. He trained at the Mayo Clinic. He's worked with numerous Olympians, ETC. Uh, let's just call him Dr. Jesus because that's who he is in this field. Oh no, Dr. Jesus. We're going to call him Dr. Jesus. Okay. Oh, okay so Dr. Right, Jesus, because that's who he is in this field. Anyways, Dr. Jesus and I got on the topic of previous seminars that he had taught and he suddenly looks at me conspiratorially and whispers, do you know the fastest way to thaw a cadaver? Um, I guess he went, do you know the fastest way to thaw a cadaver? <laughs> I'm not a serial killer, so of course the answer, no. Apparently, 
There was a seminar several years ago that supplied cadavers for medical students to practice procedures on. That makes sense so far. Mm-hmm. We understand this. Uh, the cadavers were scheduled to be delivered at a Marriott. <laughs> oh, wow. At a Marriott where the conference was being held at 5 p.m. the night before the seminar. However, there was a mix-up, and instead of 5 p.m., they were delivered at 5 a.m. the morning of the seminar. Since cadavers are frozen solid during storage to prevent decay, that left Dr. Jesus with three hours. So Dr. Jesus had three hours to thaw six frozen solid cadavers. Oh, my God. Dr. Jesus told me he put them in the fucking hotel hot tub to thaw. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Six oh my God. frozen cadavers oh my God. in a hotel hot tub. Oh, my God. At this point in the story, Dr. Jesus gets pulled away by his assistant to make some mundane announcement to the rest of the group. So I don't have more details. But in my mind, it makes this story even better. Were the cadavers shrink-wrapped? So they, or was this a sous vide situation, <laughs> which is very funny? <laughs> or were they just raw-dogged and tossed in there? Did any passerby between the hours of 5 and 8 a.m. see six bodies sitting in a hot tub? But also, they're what? sitting straight up. Do you know what I mean? They're just... <laughs> Like they're just like uh, at an angle because they're frozen yeah, solid. They're like not hard sitting. pasta. Yeah, like, like when he puts spaghetti pasta. in. A- <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she finally says, "What the fuck is a cadaver company, anyways?" Thanks, guys. Love the podcast. Wow, that's a great story. I love that. Isn't that wild? But yeah. like, that's not. It, it's got. It's a hundred percent illegal. There's no way you can put a, like six dead bodies oh, in a public me? hot tub. Oh. Definitely it's illegal. That, I mean, like, especially if the hot tub in any way touches the pool, then everything has to be drained and cleaned and scrubbed. And it's biohazard. That's insane. Yes, it's insane. How did they die? I mean, whoever stays at the Marriott, I wish, I wish Dr. <laughs> Student let us know what town. But uh, I think maybe we should all avoid Marriott's for, I don't know, three months. Let them disinfect. <laughs> let them get some fresh chlorine in there. It reminds me of the joke I have about hot t- hotel hot tubs, which is... Uh, which never, which worked fifty percent of the time. Hotel hot tubs, uh, a terrible place to relax, but a great place to take a bath with some children you don't know. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. It's always so you get in to relax, and then here come three running kids <laughs> and their exhausted mom, and you're like, "All right, I have to get out, or this yeah. gets weird." And yeah, or it gets weird because then you're taking a bath with a child you don't know. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it is nice when I when. But also, remember being a kid, getting a hot tub was the single greatest thing you could do. Now, as an adult, like in a at a hotel or whatever, it's like oh, the, the indoor pool's heated, and now I just look at it. And I'm like ear infection, body infection, <laughs> yeast infection. I'm like, this is not happening anymore. That's why I like uh, a sauna. Still like a sauna. Love a sauna. Yeah. Give me a dry sauna. We should mm-hmm. do that. We should go now that the Great Quar is lifting and the Grand Reopening to... has commenced. We should go to um, Voda. Voda Spa's nice. Yeah, baby. Let's go oh, sweat man. to the oldies. I bet Kristen would want to do that with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Freaking great, man. I love these mini-sodes. Bananimals, keep sending us. Even though the banana phone's going away, you can always DM us your stories to the Bananas Podcast on our Instagram. You can email them like Kurt did an email story today at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. But thanks for sending them. Keep sending us those unexpected bananas pictures. And just look for all the silly, absurd things in the world. They make this big, dumb world so much easier to deal with. Bananas. Bananas.
This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 